I have a tool that I use that helps me and I'm noticing some judgment. What I do is I just look into their eyes. Oh, nice. And I just focus on their eyes because I, I believe that's the mirror to the soul. everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gourbet, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. I think it's going to be about 80 today. Not a cloud in the sky, no fog, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Makes you happy. Well, we still have, I think, what they call marine layer, because we have that ocean thing too up here. Um, so it's cloudy. The sun hasn't come out yet. It's still probably in the 60s. You can see I'm here it is the end of June and I'm in my turtleneck and happy about it because I like cooler weather. So all is good on Orcas Island. Right. So, Great. Yeah. Well, it's good for me because I like clouds. Somebody else might go, where is the sunshine? Okay. No. So I, I was thinking this morning that what, you know, what else is in the way of thriving? I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, you know, creating yeah. that thriving mindset. And I was thinking that one thing, well, there are a couple of things, actually, not forgiving. Not forgiving that, gets in the way. Yeah, gets in the way. Judgment definitely gets in the way. And doubt. And those three things seem important to talk about and share our experience about how how we have or how we are working through those issues in our own lives and perhaps offer people some tools so tell me i think those are great great act, you know truths that those things get in the way i want to hear a little more about doubt how how tell me more about how doubt gets in the way of thriving let's say you want to as an example you want to create something in your life whatever that may be and you have a tendency to doubt yourself or maybe we could call that a lack of self-esteem lack of confidence and so you start working on that issue or that creation whatever you want to create and then, you know, you have a little voice on your shoulder, perhaps saying, oh, you can't really do that. Who are you to create something so great? Or, and that definitely doesn't lead to a thriving mindset. And, and I've had that happen a lot in my life. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. I thought if I've had it and a lot of my clients have had it, it would be a great thing to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it, it's interesting it, for me, it goes into that, the one that you spoke of before doubt, which is like self judgment or judgments. It's like, we have these interpretations, don't we? We have these interpretations about the world, about what we want and about ourselves. And, and based on that interpretation, we can't have it. We're not allowed to have it. We shouldn't have it. Or it's, you know, it's too good for me or whatever those judgments are. And they get in the way and create those self-doubt that maybe I don't even want it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's all connected. And judgment is something that I think we we grew up, at least I did. I grew up learning about judgment. I mean, you're 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 better than people if you have this, or it was subtle. It wasn't like people said that to me directly, but the subtle energy of it is that if you're not this way, and if somebody's totally different from you, you know, maybe you don't trust them, you know, they're not the right religion, they're not, you know, the right, for that matter, color of your skin, all those things kind of played into it. So I think it is, uh, judgment is something that is deep rooted in our society. And I just wanted to say one more thing in, yeah. in, regarding judgment, that judgment is way different than having discernment. It's always beneficial to have discernment. And for me, the big difference in those two is judgment is an energy of condemnation. Okay. Whereas discernment is more of loving yourself and honoring yourself and what you're going to allow into your life versus this person is bad and wrong because they're not doing it my way. That's judgment. That's right. And um, we really love being right about other people being wrong. And um, it's, and in a sense where, it's a, it's an, a fascinating, fascinating thing that our interpretations show up even before our consciousness does in a sense that for instance, where you're sitting right now, and I can see this beautiful room. As soon as uh, you come up on the screen, I have all these interpretations and most of them are judgments um, and that condemnation, like that's not right. That's wrong. That looks bad. That looks like all of those interpretations that I'm judging that um, don't allow me to actually just be with you and be with, you know, the surroundings. But that judgment thing comes up so quickly, we don't even know we're judging. It's just so pervasive and so incessant. Uh, When I was growing up in our family and for my father, and I guess just the reality of that situation in the 50s and 60s and 70s is beauty was everything you know, and how pretty your legs were and how beautiful you were. And, and, um, and again, religion was important or politics were important or what, you know, if you belong to the country club, all of those things, it's like, they were all based on that judgment thing of, of better than and right. And so it's that pervasive um, interpretation thing we do amid- immediately in judging. It's, it's so pervasive and it gets in the way of us actually thriving. That's your whole, that's your whole point. 
And right. we we have to get clear about, oh, that's the judgment, even about foods that we have or eat um, or are, you know, any anything that comes up, if there's a judgment about it or an interpretation, which is generally negative in nature, we just have to become more aware of that so that we can go, wow, look at all that time. You know, it comes back to 80% of our thoughts are negative in nature. Most of those thoughts are judgments in nature, which is really interesting, I think. Really. And one of the things that I just wanted to clarify when you were speaking about your father and beauty was important and the country club and all that kind of thing, that doesn't, we're not saying that, you know, there's not a judgment there that you have that and it's important for you to be beautiful or it's important that you join the club. If the, the energy of judgment is when you make yourself first of all, better than somebody and you make it, you make them wrong. So, so we're not saying it's, it's wrong to want to look beautiful and, and right. It was the incessantness that when you saw someone, here's another element of that is comparing, Oh, she's prettier than me. Yeah. She's got, she's, you know, got better breasts than me, or she's got that and, or whatever that, um judgment comparing thing is it's another way that we diminish ourselves or others and don't and and limit the capacity for thriving exactly. so if somebody belonged to something or had a house or had a thing and i didn't that's that oh they have it and i don't that whole diminishing either ourselves or others it's it goes it's both both things as we're judging either ourselves or others as less than or more, you know, that condemning thing that that you were that condemnation. Right. And as far as uh, these energies go, you know, comparison, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, everything is energy and everything has a vibration. And the minute you compare yourself to somebody, I guarantee you, you lower your vibration. Yep. Or, or when you judge someone, you lower your vibration. Yes. So, uh, one thing that I notice is that when I find myself having a judgment, which is quite often because it's, again, it's, it's ingrained in, in our society. It's a social engineering that I notice it. And, you know, I'm not saying I do this all the time, but for me, I try to catch when I do that, because exactly what you were saying, like I came came online and you were noticing this big room that I'm in and everything. So you weren't being really present. So one tool that I find that is very helpful is just to notice that, not judge myself for judging and just yes. say, I want to get grounded. I want to be present and I want to be right here now with this person. So that's just just the act of noticing your judgment can can be huge yes and and catching it because i think that most people will find that they do it quite often yes oh yeah and i want to come back to this um to the idea that not the idea but that we are energy and when we um negativize something or judge or interpret in a way um it's not like we go oh that's negative energy you know it lowers your vibration but you can feel the difference when you are judging, you can feel what happens in you when you're having those conversations about other people and what they're doing or what they're saying, all that kind of rumor stuff. Um, 
And when you're doing that, you can feel it starts to feel yucky in you. And that's what we're talking about is when you're feeling the feeling of yucky or diminished, then we go, wait a second, I'm feeling yucky. And that's what you're saying. This is not about other people. This is our own level of, of quality of frequency, vibration, uh, energy, dynamic thriving, flourishing. And when we diminish ourselves with negative talk about, about ourselves or others, you know, we're diminishing that vibration within ourselves and we can feel it like that. When I'm talking to clients and they're saying something and I go, what's that like right now? And they go, eh, I don't feel so good. It's like, I'm saying something negative about somebody else or myself. They know, you know, the difference in the, in a heartbeat. And that uh, brings up the subject of learning to feel and how important that is, because that's how, you know, if you start that's really paying you know. that, if you start paying attention to your, your physical body, what are you feeling right now when you say that? Or I notice my tone of voice changes when I'm saying something that, that I feel really present and you know, I know that I'm assisting someone or they're assisting me in a conversation. My voice changes just like it is right now. That's very cool. It, it's it's like an inner knowing. My inner knowing voice is there, and it's just a reminder to me. And how do I feel when I'm in that space? I feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we know. We know when we we're know. We know if we just start paying attention and I don't care if you had the most judgmental parents and brothers and sisters growing up, you learned it and you can unlearn it. That's great. That's great. That's great. In service to knowing who you are and you're thriving and you're flourishing and in that place of feeling fantastic. I had a, I did this practice. I may have mentioned this, but I, I, it was just, it was just, the, you know, so in a sense, here I am having done all this training, all this personal work, all this stuff. And when I, again, when I, when I realized that 80%, generally speaking, 80% of our thoughts are negative in nature, I go, I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, then I started becoming more conscious of noticing when those judgments in particular came up. So I live in this little, uh, on this little island and you know i'm in town at the hardware store or whatever and i see people go by and i i notice i'm judging them because the color of their socks don't match their shoes uh i notice that their hoodie is up and i have a judgment about that and i uh they the skirt is purple but they're wearing army boots like i go oh that's terrible oh that's terrible oh that's and so i'm watching and listening to myself in this constant state of judging and and first I went, oh man. And I would, what I would do is I started out by saying, bless them, like bless them because they have this, whatever fashion statement that is wrong from my perspective. <laughs> so I went, oh, wow. So for a little while I was going, bless them, bless. And I went, wait a second, they don't need blessings. I need the blessings because I'm the one that's sitting with all this negativity and all this judgment about how people should be and what's wrong and right. I said, I need the blessings myself. Like, to stop this incessant thing that it has no value in my life. It has no value to go judging people who are just walking down the street. What's the point? And I had to really pay attention to 
what is that about for me? What am I getting out of all that judging? Like, who am I as Miss um, Fashion is? It's like, I wear just turtlenecks and jeans all the time. Like, who am I to judge what fashion is? I have no right to, I have no, I have no say. But yeah. that part of me that has taken it on as righteous, whatever, indignation. And I had to really listen to myself. And then I could laugh at myself and go, you're crazy. Just spending yeah. so much energy judging for what purpose? It doesn't, right. it doesn't, I, I must gain something from it. And, uh, you know, that sense of righteousness, but it's like, I don't need to be right about that. Let's go find something else to be. <laughs> so I have I have a tool that that I use that helps me when I notice that, uh, especially when I'm having a conversation with somebody, maybe somebody new that I don't know very well. Yes. And, you know, they may be not dressed the way that, you know, I think they should be dressed or, uh, you know, there's something about them that's very different and I'm noticing some judgment, what I do is I just look into their eyes. Oh, nice. And I just focus on their eyes because I, I believe like that's the mirror to the soul. And so when I do that, that can be a really powerful way to just, number one, be present with them and to take the busy mind off of oh my gosh, this person is this way or this way and they're different than me and maybe maybe they know more, maybe they know less, whatever it may be. So I just get really present with them. So that is something, and that's a good reminder to myself. That's really good. Yep, yep, yep. So. And, it, but it, and it brings up this other element of, of the conversation, which is self-doubt in a sense. Who am I without my judgments? Who mm -hmm. am I without my, um, that, that interpretation thing and seeing people as right or wrong, good or bad. Um, who am I when I'm not doing that? Because it's a doing thing. And who am I? And and there's a, a, a doubt, like, I don't know who I am without that judgment, yeah. with that righteousness, with that, without all of that. It's, it's that self-doubt is I don't know who I am. And I don't know if I'm courageous enough to explore who I am without that. And that has been a really good practice to me by giving up or seeing myself where I'm judging and saying, just stop, just stop and, you know, focus or pivot on something else. Or look at those pretty flowers, just something, right. but right. it's that place of who am I without my judgments, without my interpretations about right, wrong, good, or bad. Who I are like you? It. Who are you at that soul level? At you that know, soul level, when you when you let all those things go, so because we think we're we, we we think we're our the personality, we think we are our personality. Oh yeah, and uh, we're not. Yeah, we're and it's not. like, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not my personality? Do you know how long it I've worked to make this personality? It's like I totally get it. Yeah, and it's, it's learned behavior to flourish. It's if you're wanting, if you're not flourishing or thriving like a guru or moving in that direction. We're just, we're just bringing up the question, like, is that working for you enough that it feels like you're thriving or flourishing and, and that you're enjoying being you? Right. That's, that's our question, right? That's what we keep bringing up right. in one of our episodes. So another area that I'd like to discuss is forgiveness, because I think uh, when we're unforgiving or we hold on to angst or anger or whatever it is that that we get from not forgiving, whether it's ourselves or others, it doesn't lead to that thriving lifestyle. 
And one of the things I've worked with a lot of clients around forgiveness and I think, and I've been taught that there are three areas of forgiveness that in the process of forgiving that you need to work with. And those three areas are forgiving the people, the person or the people that were involved in whatever it is, the event that you find unforgiving. So you, you need to forgive them. The second thing is actually forgiving the event because the event takes on an energy. It's like an, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an entity or it's a energy of its own. So forgiving the event and, and I have a, I have a tool to offer in a little bit to maybe assist you in that because people may not understand what that means. And the third thing is forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. for participating in this energy. So forgiving those three things. And an, another piece of this is that I find that many people don't want to forgive because they feel like um, if they forgive a person, they're going to open themselves up to be hurt by them again. Yeah, more vulnerable. More yeah. vulnerable and everything. But it's really important to understand is their stuff is their stuff. You are forgiving them. First of all, you you need to be very sincere in, in this process. You know, you can't just, okay, I forget that, da, 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 done. You know, it's 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 a process and it need it involves sincerity and honoring yourself. But it is for you. It is not for them. They don't have to be in the physical for you to forgive them. Although I think it's easier if they still are in the physical. They don't have, you don't have to tell them you're forgiving them. You, you don't, this is about you. And if you are sincere in all three of these areas, because it's not hurt, it's hurting you. Their stuff yes. is their stuff. And, and you know, quite frankly, how, how they're going to deal with that is really none of your business. That's their stuff. That's right. I want to I wanna kind of connect what you're saying about forgiveness and what we're talking about with judgments. In a okay. sense, when we're judging and, and doubting ourselves, in a sense, when we hold on to our judgments and interpretations, then we're not open to relationship with those those people or events or circumstances we we're not open and um in in limiting that openness we're not able to see another way we're not able to see anything other than our judgments and our righteousness and in that there's no forgiving because it's like well i'm right and you're wrong mm-hmm. and again coming to back to this place of how do i if i really want to thrive in my life if I even want to start to be on the path to thriving, how does this work? You know, how do I, and, and so it's like, I got to start forgiving myself. I'm looking at this. Now I got to look at, wow, I have to look at myself judging. And rather than condemning myself, judging myself or judging, I go, wow, this is, this is something, you know, this is something to look at in terms of, like you say, circumstances, myself versus other you know, what's this about and coming to a place of being able to discern, like, 
not have to make a this or that, but like, what's the truth about me in here? So I really love what you're saying and how you're pulling all of these in together. Uh, but it's really, I, I wanted to kind of connect like before we just jump to forgiveness, but it's like, okay, I'm judging, I'm making other people wrong. Um, you know, I my exes or my friends that I'm not so close to anymore. You know, I have judgments and those judgments are making me feel bad. Right. I may never see the people again. They may have died or whatever, but I'm the one holding on to that, those feelings. And I'm the one, like you're saying, that has to pay attention and discern what is this about for me and in, in terms of remaining unforgiving. And so I just wanted to say all that so yeah. that we could have a better um, construct of where we're at in the moment here with this. Yeah. And Rosie, us. I don't know about you, but I've heard this phrase quite often. Oh my gosh, that is unforgivable. And I personally think everything is forgivable. And that kind of can open a can of worms for a lot of people. And they say, well, what about Hitler? That's, That's a right. great example. And I actually did a process one time that uh, I was to pick somebody that I thought was unforgivable and, and really work on a process of forgiving that the human being, it doesn't mean I'm okay with what this wounded human being did. It means that I'm going to forgive the human being that learned what he learned and made the choices that he made. And yes. it, it doesn't mean it's okay. Yes, it was horrific and, and all of that. But I think, you know, if you can forgive someone like Hitler, that's, that's pretty incredible. That was just, that was just an, a kind of an experiment for me. I'm not yes. suggesting that our yep. listeners go out there and try to forgive Hitler. But my point I, is that it hurts you when you're holding on to <laughs> judgment and being unforgiving. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't lead to what we're talking about here, which is yes. how to have a life where you thrive. Yes. And it's interesting because I've heard people say, well, I can forgive Hitler, but I can't forgive my ex, you know, or I can't forgive <laughs> my sister. It's like, well, isn't that interesting? And yeah. it's, it may be just one person, but you've got that little gnarl in your, in your, in your being. And it's like, you, you can hang on to that if you want to, uh, but it's really, a, it's just a choice. And it's a, a place where we grow our capacities. I realized um, just a few days ago, I was speaking with somebody, a friend and going, wow, okay, I get it about, about an ex and went, wow, I still have, I feel broken still about this, this, I feel broken about this. And do I, I have to, I, I can't blame that person anymore because I haven't been in relationship for a long, long time. But to heal that bro sense of brokenness is my work in myself. And I, I don't even know what that looks like yet. I just go, wow, I'm still holding. I still feel this brokenness. And how I be with that is a choice. Uh, can I heal it? I don't know. Can I forgive myself for not healing it? I don't know. I don't know yet. Right. And this is in that place of doubt of like, I don't know. It doesn't make me right, wrong, good or bad. It's just a matter of I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Isn't that so, cool, Rosie, when, when that kind of thing happens where, you know, if I find something else, an, an issue that I have that comes up and I, and I you know, go, ah, oh, I'm still doing that. Yes. If it, I, For me, if I can get excited about it versus judging myself, oh, my God, I'm still doing that. You know, yeah. if I can, if if I can come from a place of, OK, yeah, I'm still I'm still giving my power away to this person because that's what you're doing. If I'm not willing to let go, you were talking about your, your ex and uh, I noticed just the other day that I doubt that I'm a very good picker of a male. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I haven't, I haven't chosen very wisely in that area in the past. And I've been Mm -hmm. single a number of years now. And I think that's why, because I feel, I felt like I was so, I was doubting my ability to choose a mate because of past events. And I realized that not too long ago, that that was part of my block because my, my mental mind was going, Oh, well, of course I want, you know, someone in my life and to love and, you know, share things with, but then there, the other part of me is gone. You're not a very good picker. You're not yeah. gonna, you know, you don't want to have someone controlling you and like yeah. you all that stuff and that comes that comes up. So we're both coaches and we we work with a lot of people, but you know, we're human and we don't yeah. have everything figured out. I, I really don't know anybody that has everything figured out, but we're we're just uh for me, I just want to be really real and open with the audience not come from a place like I have all the answers because I don't. I have some of them, some of them, but definitely not all of them. Yeah, I think that transparency is such a, a really important element of our conversations is like, I got nothing to hide. And if I, and if I'm not learning even now at my age, my old age of 71, if I'm not learning, I'm not going to be growing and thrive. I have so much capacity for thriving and I don't even know it yet. I don't even know what that looks like, but because I've been in the momentum and I've been seeing the limitations or those points of judging myself or others and going, that is not contributing to my thriving. Then I have to go, well, what do I want to do about that? How do I want to be in relation to that? Whether it's a conversation in my head or another person or circumstance, but I have to notice is like that thing you're doing right there, that's not helping thriving or flourishing. And I go, okay, I get it. Now what? Now what? Can I can I do something about this? Most likely one way or another. Uh, um, we, and, and the answer to that is yes, we can. We just need to make a different choice. That's and, right. And, and does that mean we can fix it or just, you know, in the serenity prayer, which I love, Grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change. Like maybe I can never really change or heal this thing in my heart. It's like, maybe I can, maybe I can just accept that it will be with me forever. Okay. That's just serenity, accepting what I cannot change the courage to change the things I can. And that's what you're saying is like, I can change so much in relation to my life. And, and that's what we want to support and empower encourage people hey you've got so much potential to have a great life no matter what and um and the wisdom to know the difference like okay 
I can do this and, um, and I'm going to do it. To me, that prayer means something maybe just a little bit different. Okay. To me, that prayer means that I, I believe I can change and heal anything in myself. Okay. I, I absolutely, that comes from my inner knowing that, I, really? I, you know, whether I'm going to choose to do that um, may be a whole different story, but I know in my heart of hearts that I can heal anything in myself through change. Nice. Okay. To me, that means accepting that I can't change things outside of myself. Can't I can't change what's happening out there in the world. I can't change this friend to get them to do what I think they should do. I can't change my mate to, you know, be more of a communicator or, um, I, you know, I can work on those issues, but I, I just have to be clear that I cannot change another human being. Right. So that's, that's where, what, what I feel about that prayer that, um, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's a very empowering prayer to me because I, I know in my knowingness now, does my doubt come in from time to time around that? Absolutely. Sure. But then I work with the doubt because that knowingness that I am the most powerful person in my reality, in my world, and I can create anything I desire through change. Amen. Amen. So um, I would love, there's so much more to talk about, but I think we'll have to do this in, in our, our next chat because we're, we're almost out of time here. And one of the areas that, you had mentioned to me before we um, started this conversation is uh, talking about friendships. And so maybe when we get together next time, that could be a subject that you and I couldn't discuss. Super. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Hey, I want to read a little roomy poem, just a little piece of one, but I think it could be valuable. Okay, great. So this one is called, uh, not I don't know if it's called, but it's um, Out Beyond Ideas of Wrongdoing and Rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, and even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Wow beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. So mm-hmm. if nothing else, if I, if I just pay attention, even in terms of what I put into my body for food, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's right. Any place and every place, it's just wonderful to start to notice where our ideas of rightdoing and wrongdoing are present and how it serves us. And maybe just practice as a possibility. What's it like being without those those thoughts for a little bit yeah that's you that's huge i think so it has been for me as a practice for sure so that's that's wonderful i i want to say one more thing also what just came to mind is that as part of the forgiveness process i have another little thing that i do that i think really helps okay and that is that uh let's say i want to i want to forgive a person in my life and you know they've wronged me in some way 
I sit down and I get in a quiet state, either nature, meditative, whatever it is you do to get quiet. And I visualize this person and I visualize and have a conversation with this person's higher self and higher self, their higher self. I invite this person's higher self to have a conversation with my higher self. And what would that, what would that sound like? And it's, it's a really powerful tool. And I have found when I've been afraid to forgive someone or intimidated by this person, that that is something that really helps me if I do that process first. And then that, and the other thing I do, if it's somebody that harmed me as an adult, and I, and I know this may assist people who have perhaps had just some something tragic like rape or something like that where they they don't they don't want to picture this person and forgive them picture this person as an infant and forgive the infant Mm. so those are just two things that came to mind that i just wanted to share so uh we can talk more about this but we will we will carry on and uh there's always the next There's always the next time. So I'm looking forward to it. And I really, I really enjoyed our conversation today, Rosie. Thank you, Carol. Me too. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.